0: Crank up the volume and get ready for real-world bird hunting by listening to the Wingman Podcast by Eastman's. Now your host, Todd Helms. Talk about being on the X. Hey guys, this episode of the Wingman Podcast is brought to you by Leupold Optics. And I've been running the Leupold Performance Eyewear, a.k.a. the sunglasses, for, man, uh, about two years now. And I've worn a lot of brands of eyewear over the years, obviously as a hunter and a shooter, but also as a fly fishing guide and someone who just spends a lot of time in the outdoors. And I was super impressed right out of the gate with the Leupold Performance Eyewear. I like the switchback frame the best. I've got a couple different lens colors in that. I've got like an amber lens and a, a gray lens or a smoke lens for bright conditions. And the amber is kind of my all around. I, I find myself wearing that lens all the time. I really like the contrast that that lens provides. I've worn all kinds of different sunglasses from every top brand out there. And the loophole performance eyewear is number one, hands down for me. If, if you've, you guys gotta check them out. You can go on loophole.com and look at all the different styles and offerings. And I just I, I would encourage you to do that. Uh they they have a fit uh module on there. You can actually like superimpose. I don't know, this is crazy space age technology where they can superimpose that frame over your face. You can kind of see what it looks like. At least they used to have that. I think they still do. <clears throat> but my point is this loophole performance eyewear helps me perform in all kinds of conditions in the field. They help those sunglasses help cut glare in those especially you know those times when you're setting up and for a waterfowl hunt especially and the wind's perfect and the only way that you can set up correctly with the wind is you're you're either maybe not looking directly into the sun but you're looking kind of crosswise and it's right in your eyes. It's really hard to to pick out shots, it's really hard to pick out birds in those scenarios and a good quality eye sunglasses good quality pair of sunglasses helps mitigate that. And the loophole performance eyewear ones, especially man that in those situations for me I like that amber lens, it cuts the glare cuts the shine just enough with and still lets me have great color pop. So I can tell drakes from hens in in those situations. I can tell roosters from hens if I'm pheasant hunting. I don't know how many times pheasant hunting in early morning or evening and a bird gets up right into the sun and you know you're you're practically blinded. And with those performance eyewear from Leopold, it just helps me make a difference. So if you're in the market for a new pair of sunglasses, Man, I would highly, highly recommend the Leupold Performance Eyewear. Check them out at leupold.com and uh, give me some feedback, too. Let let me know what you think. If you try a pair, I think you're going to be really pleased. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to a special episode of the Wingman Podcast. Uh, as you can see, my guest today is the one and only, copying Joe Rogan, the great and powerful, but the one and only Ike Eastman. And Ike is the leader of everything that we do here at Eastman's, um, including Wingmen. And I, we wanted to hop on before fall got crazy. You're all over the map. All yeah. you guys are you and yeah. Guy and
1: Dan and Brandon and everybody's going a million different directions. Well, thanks for having me on, Todd. Uh, it this, the Wingman brand is is. Uh, It's actually pretty close to my heart. I know I tease you about it a lot, but it's actually pretty close to my heart because it it was one of the first things that we started. It was the first thing we started outside of the big game realm, right? And it came from a wingman hunt that you were on, right? And uh, it's close to my heart because I I just love growing things. I love growing kids. I love growing grass. I love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're talking past. You got a pasture pasture full of pasture grass. (laughs) Damn it, Todd. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no kidding but uh yeah, and brands and, and the wingman's been fun, but yeah, it's gonna be a crazy fall i i have a a week a week today, and I'm gone for roughly ten weeks um you know I'll be back here and there for a day or two, but it's pretty much gone for ten weeks, and uh it is it is our fall season, it's fun. But, you know, it can get a grind, and, and you have your ups and downs, and it's an adventure. And, you you know, I'll do, uh, in that 10 weeks, I'll do 10 to 12 different hunts. Wow. And so it's, it's crazy. But it's fun. And well, the, you guys are going to be doing stuff. Wingman starts. Right. You, get, you got dove season coming up, right? Dove season, the first hunt of the year for us is going to be Canada.
0: And that's a collaborative hunt between uh, Wingman and Beyond the, Beyond the Grid brand.
1: Oh, yeah. We're yeah.
0: going to do... Waterfowl in the mornings, I'm, and, and I'm I'm anticipating primarily geese, but we'll probably right. shoot some ducks too, and then black bears in the afternoon, and we're going to try to kill those black bears with bows. <sighs> that's going to be me and Brandon.
1: Yeah, that's the Brandon. Big, and Mason. they're the biggest black bears in North America. They are huge. Yes. Those things are roly-polies. Yeah. Yeah, big old, oof. big old greasy black monsters. You get thirty yards from one of those, but and the problem is, you know, there's they're like any other predator. You have there's either fight or flight. Yeah, and you nail one with a bow, it ain't instant. It's yep. not like hitting it with a three hundred. So yep, exactly. Oh, boy. And then we're we're going to hap-
0: take a rifle, too, just in case. Yeah. But it's one of those deals where. God bless Canada in that sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Things I know. go sideways. I'm not
1: going home empty, handed.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the other part of that equation, too, is like you said, you stick a black bear with an arrow, any bear for that matter, but a black even black bears, too. They're going to turn and look. And if they see you, there's a 50-50 chance if they're going to whether or not they're going to come. Well, they you're going to go the other way or they're going to come for you. Yeah,
1: if you've ever seen one get hit with a bow and they just they do this curling thing and uh, mm-hmm. you know try and bite the arrow and rip it out if they had opposable thumbs, they pull it out of themselves. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's actually I watched Brandon do it this spring right. in uh, Idaho and uh, it got him addicted. Before that, he was like, I don't really have an interest in shooting a black bear till he saw one get nailed with an arrow.
0: You guys did that hunt with Cryptek.
1: Yeah. Yep, that was a fun hunt. It was, you know, uh, it was, I think it was the middle of May, and it was, you know, we had everything, snow to really good weather to rain to, and we got two good bears. Uh, Brandon was able to shoot his with a bow out of a stand, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was a lot of fun. But in Cryptic, you know, we've been friends with those guys forever, and uh, since they started in 2010 or 2011, something like that. And you know they're they're good patriots. They're they're vets. You know they are they were helicopter pilots in the army, in attack helicopters, and uh, they're good good dudes. And we ended up, we ended up hanging out a lot with those guys at shows and stuff like that. And so now they're they're beyond the grid. They're Eastman's Hunting TV. They're they're the clothing sponsor that uh, we do a lot with there. But um,
0: so what were some of the okay? So, so I'm going to lead into this then. Yeah. Because we all like talking about gear. Obviously, oh, yeah. it's it's fun. It's what we love. You guys were hunting a very highly variable weather. Yep. So, what were some of the pieces that you that you used on that hunt? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at pieces trying to pack for this trip. Going, man, what exactly am I oh, going to take for yeah. layers? Yeah,
1: and you go north. It's it's you go north this time of year, it's like going. You, know, you go that far north, you guys are mm. up there. It's a 20-hour drive from here. Yeah, we're way up north. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you go up there and it's about the same weather that we have in May. Um, you know, you're obviously going to need puffies. You, you'll have to have a puffy because it's going to be cold in the morning and it'll be cold in, e- in the evening. And if you get any wind, huh, you know, shut the door. Uh, rain layers, lots of good rain layers. I mean, that's a up there, it rains pretty much constantly. Right. And uh, boots, you're need rubber boots, and you're going to need, um, you know, <laughs> all the gloves. That's the one thing that I, I really took for granted and forgot. When you're a kid, you're just, I don't know if you're just dumb or what, but one of the hunts that I went on with you this year, it, I forgot how important gloves are. Good gloves. Because you can you can stand with a shotgun, holding a shotgun, freezing your butt off, but you still have to be able to put your finger in that in that guard right, and right pull the trigger but yeah gloves so yeah it's it's gear heavy gear
0: gear gear well obviously i'm looking at i'm looking at do you need waders up there you think uh we're gonna take some yeah we're gonna take some just in case but i don't think we're probably going to need them yeah um
1: it might be boggy it'll be it.
0: yeah yeah and so we're gonna take our our sitka delta zip waiters. those things are just have just killed it in every scenario that we've put them in yeah and it'll be no different up there if we need them we'll have them. So it's perfect. I will have three pair just in case, um, for, you know, one for me, one for Brandon, and then one for Brandon's son, Hunter is going to be doing the majority of the filming. Oh boy. Yeah. So we're doing, doing that, but that's the reason I asked you about that is, is yeah, the weather scenario is similar. And, and I grew up North too. It's and I anticipate it being quite similar to the conditions I had. So I'm going through my, my sitka gear in my head going, Mm -hmm. I'm going to want, the jet stream jacket, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna want, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna want this delta this delta Ring gear because it's light, and I'm gonna want of probably not a merino base layer, I'm probably gonna go with a synthetic, really, because, yeah, because it'll be cool and chilly in the morning, but it's gonna get it's gonna get warm. Yeah, you know, I have a feeling it's that it'll be that Indian summer type stuff, yeah. and it'll probably get warm, and I really want a that optifade pattern in like a core lightweight hoodie. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be
1: my base layer.
0: Well, you get, and this is going
1: to be unique. Cause you're going to have to pack for not only, you know, sitting in a blind or whatever you're, I assume that's how they are doing it. Are yeah. They're ground I, blinds or is it, it'll be, it'll be pits? probably layouts.
0: No, I don't think they're digging pits um, for the simple reason that they, that you need to be mobile. Ah. And when you, when you get in an area where you're getting lots of birds migrating through, you need to be able to move hmm. and be very mobile. So, a pit isn't the ideal way. You know, down here where we are, yeah, you could put a pit in some of these fields mm-hmm. around here and have pretty much constant action anytime you wanted it because we have birds that are in the area they for stay. a long yeah. period of time. But, yeah, it'll be layout blinds, probably A-frames. I would bet probably, like, hog panel uh, along the edge of the woods or mm-hmm. a brush line somewhere. That's a, that's the a cool thing about Canada is the birds are naive. Yeah. To the extreme. They hadn't, they hadn't been shot at they haven't for been shot at. six months yet. Well, and you're looking at birds that are juveniles. Ah. So they've never been shot at. Oh. So they see decoys and they're like, oh, buddies. I, yeah. I heard stories. One of, the, one of the guys that we used to hunt with on the women's side a lot here, Alan, who guided for Nick Kafkas, who used to own Western Waterfowlers, mm-hmm. which is now owned by Noah Miller. Yep. Uh, he had a guy from my neck of the woods named Alan that would come out. And Alan guided a couple falls up in Canada And I can't remember if he was Saskatchewan or Alberta, but he told stories about when they hunted dry field ducks, they would just put out a lawn chair and stick a spinner in the ground.
1: And just sit in a lawn chair?
0: Just sit there. That's my
1: kind of (laughs) dumb duck. I might be able to hit one of those. Oh, you can hit ducks. I've seen it. (laughs) That would be fun. Golly, so so you guys are headed up there. I'm sure you're gonna do something with Brandon on podcast on that, right? Yeah, we're gonna podcast up. You know, we've got this
0: episode, another episode with Brando before we go, and then an episode with Scott Reekers before we go. And then Brandon and I will be podcasting on the way up. If I can get off if I can find anybody interesting up there I'll oh, grab you will grab them too oh i'm God. betting i'm
1: betting canada everybody's <laughs> interesting up there those people have a new level of yeah, weird eh? yeah oh <laughs> man i've never met one that weird <laughs> i've never met a canadian that was like huh you're kind of boring most of the time it's like so tell me tell me this again you drove uh, you drove a d8 cat from the from canal lake to Uh, 190 miles over three winters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me that story? I (laughs) want to. Why why would you do that? Because they because it's free, done because it was free, yeah. (laughs) I got nothing else going on in the winter, okay. Winter,
0: right? When you get when it gets in the summertime and the roads are bad, Mm -hmm. because in the north country, there's only one good season for travel and it's the winter, yeah, when you can go anywhere you want. The rest of the
1: time, it's like, "Eh, yeah, better have a boat or a plane, Plane. eh? Yeah, (laughs) that's right, that's why I did it in the winter. And he wrote – we're getting sidetracked, but – It's okay. We can come back. His name was his name was Lee, and he's a helicopter pilot up there. At, um, so Guy and I did a sheep hunt in Northwest Territories in the exact same place that my grandfather did it right. 50 years early. 50 years earlier. In fact, they filmed the cabin that we were eating in. They filmed building it back then. It was freaking awesome. But – I this, love that film. Yeah. And it's, it's,
0: yeah, that was, yeah, that thing's awesome. You guys can, if if you want to find that film, you can go on our YouTube, YouTube.
1: channel and it's on there. Yep. That was fun. But the the helicopter pilot that was in camp, his name was, was uh, Lee. <laughs> he had a t-shirt that literally was a black t-shirt, white writing. It says, holy chit on it. <laughs> I was like, you're the helicopter pilot and you have that? He goes, well, I got gray hair too. Well, that's a good point. You got gray hair. You're probably not crazy, but he, he, would, he was telling us a story, and he got went and got an album and showed us <clears throat> photos. For three years, he found a D9 cat that they used to build the freaking Alkine how- Highway into Alaska. And this is a, one of the offshoots to that, that highway. Right, it's a spur. Yep, and he found the D9 cat that they just abandoned. So he went in there, flew in there in a helicopter, had his buddy drop him off with parts, and he fixed it, got it started. And then for the next three winters... He roaded that tra- that uh, D nine cat out. He had a sleigh behind sure, it that he lived sure. in, and every day he'd run that cat out. And he goes, he's telling me, he goes, yeah. He goes, when well, it's really cold, I had to start a fire underneath it and let it wait for about three or four hours to I warm bet. the engine up <laughs> before he could <laughs> turn it over. <laughs> but he he because of him and a D nine cat, he he built the road again, so they actually can use it. In fact, right when we were up there. There was a, a group of people that biked it, like on mountain bikes. Really? I, it's hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles on that bike. It takes some fortitude, and they have to have rubber rafts because they have to forge that yeah, you get river, river like, crossing. I think it was twenty nine times or some stupid thing, and some you know if it's raining really hard, the mm-hmm. river goes from the mm-hmm. size mm-hmm. of a of a street to the size of a six lane highway. Right. Right. So yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, it's a wild place. It is, and and you know Canadians, they have a they just have a different. I love Canadians because they have a they have their perspective is a, is a lot higher than ours. So they've been there and done that. Right. Us Americans right. sometimes I, I, me included, we're kind of wussies, really. And you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to spend the winter, three winters just riding this D9 cat. or I'm going to ride a bike 1000 a thousand miles down this dirt road and just see what happens." Right. It's like, "What wh- why?" Yeah, the sense of
0: adventure that those folks possess that's is, why they is there. pretty incredible but yeah you have to be that resourceful mm-hmm. you have to have that sense of adventure otherwise you're not going to live there you're not going to no. last you're no. gonna that's why that's why California got settled yeah because it's right life's easy in
1: California yeah. so but you I'm sure you'll yeah so you'll find I'm sure you'll find one or two characters up there that'll be entertaining no we'll get some we'll get a couple folks I'm looking
0: that you know that's one of the coolest things about doing these trips any trip and I think you probably agree it's it's the folks you meet oh, yeah. along the way. Oh, yeah. You know whether it's the waitress in the cafe or whether it's a truck driver or mm-hmm. a, a guide or an outfitter or a horse wrangler or who knows, yep. the cook. Yep. You just never know who you're going to meet and run into. Yep. And those they they all have stories. Everybody
1: yep. has a story if you take the time to listen. That's right. So so that'll be fun. So then you guys got so you're going to do that? I'm sure we'll, we'll hear all about that, and then you got Dove coming up too, right? Dove
0: opens actually this week. Oh, does it? So it opens on Thursday. Okay. And I'm planning if I can get away because I got a lot of stuff to front load before we leave. Right. For, before we leave for Canada, if I can get away in the evening, I'm gonna I'm planning on taking Hondo out. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, first, just the first two of us. over. Yep. Under shotgun. Go. I mean, we did one hunt last year, and I shot a couple chuckers over mm-hmm. him, but it was real informal type stuff. And we've been working all summer, and putting in as many hours as I can as I can come up with. Yep. And he's he's ready. Yeah. He's, he's ready. He's steady. It's one of those one of those deals where I need to get him out and get him on feathers. Yeah. You know, I broke out a frozen mallard the other day that's been in the freezer since last year. Yep. And part of it was it's frozen rock hard and it's ice cold. But he was like, "Uh, that what it, what what is funny. this?" And yeah. I think it felt funny because it was hard and cold. I let it's it thaw finished. out and warm up, and then I got it out again, and it was like he was enamored with it. That's awesome. So that that dog has a little place in my heart. Well, that was, <laughs> that was quite the road trip. That was quite. Speaking of stories,
1: yeah, we drove. Actually, we drove past your house the other day. Me and me and my girls, and one of your neighbors, it, their oldest kid is my oldest kid's best friend. Okay, and so we drive by your house a lot. I don't know if you knew that. But he Hondo was yeah, the sitting... Ne- the Nest Cam alerts me every oh, time. Oh, yeah. Th- that, that's probably good you have that here. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> there's that silver truck again. No, Hondo was sitting on that edge, like right in front of where you park. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was sitting there, and I was like, oh, good, girls, there's the Hondo. Hondo. And then, of course, then I tell the whole story about Hondo sleeping on my chest and him, oh, man. him retrieving the first three hours we had that oh, yeah. dog. He was retrieving water bottle. Water bottles. I was like, holy buckets, that's a smart dog. But anyway, so, yeah, that's fun. Uh, oh, back to dove hunting. I heard this okay. yesterday because I knew it was opening soon, and somebody was telling me, hey, you got any doves out at your house? I go, well, i got a bunch of Eurasian doves. You can come out and shoot them if you want. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show my kids that they're horrible shots. I want to take them <laughs> dove hunting.
0: We're going we're gonna to program some humility? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, Cause man.
1: Because you know how it is. You have young men – you know 16 to 21 and they start shooting as good as dad about that time. Yep. And then it's, you know, at least th- on the easy stuff. Yeah. yeah let, let's take you dove hunting. I'll show you I'll, sh- I'll show you what real bird hunting uh, yeah, missing is. Yeah, about. Well, I, the first time I hunted doves
0: cuz growing up where where I did, we couldn't hunt them. And there was no, did, dove, oh, no yeah. dove season. Yep. Did and you have doves up Well, there? we had doves. Oh yeah, but we didn't you couldn't hunt them. Hmm. There was no season. Anyway, I got the, my first opportunity to hunt doves when I was probably thirteen or fourteen in South Carolina, oh, and geez. it was off peak dove season. It was like winter time, mm-hmm. but there were still some doves around. And we each grabbed a box of shells, and oh jeez, the lodge lodge owner was kind of like, "Y'all want more shells than that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, man, we're good." You know, I killed one <laughs> with a box of shells.
1: Fourteen seconds later, yeah, out
0: Yeah, and and it wasn't fast and furious like you see some of those. Some of those Dove videos, like out of Texas, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I yeah. mean you you are burning through ammunition like crazy. You've been uh, you got a case, oh yeah, you, you got an a case ammunition case of, box of Federal Top Gun, yep, next to you, yep, or game loads, and you're just burning through it. My you know, barrel on this Renegade is like red, <laughs> glowing red like a stove so hot pipe. you can't
1: put your hands all the way around it. That's like you, Bird Boy. Get, you I see need guys another gun. Wearing gloves. Oh yeah. You
0: can, and and so that and the, that's Bird Boy. So you talk to the guys oh, I get that, to that hunt in South America uh, uh, on big time doves where they're yep. killing a thousand a day or more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they they get to the point where they don't even want to shoulder a shotgun
1: anymore. Nope. It hurts so bad. I was They're, there. Your face is raw. Your shoulders. You've done that. Yeah, I went to. Uh, we used to print our magazine with a guy in, in uh Kentucky, and there's two brothers. One brother loved to fly fish, so he'd come out here fly fish, and the other brother liked to bird hunt, and they'd go to Mexico and uh, just south of McAllen, Texas, and we, and he invited me along one time, and it was absolute insanity. I have never, I never shot a dove before that. I sure. mean, we have doves here, but. That's not we, something a lot of guys no, do. No, we
0: don't. You, you might go out and
1: scratch the itch the first yeah. evening, first day. Yep. But, but after that, no, not like this. We you would go we'd go duck hunting in the Gulf of Mexico. You'd ride flatboats out and get in as blind that's, you know, you can stand in the, the right. water. Right. It's only hip deep. And you'd shoot as many ducks as you could shoot and then you go back to the lodge, eat a nice deer or nice lunch and take a nap and then that afternoon you'd go out and dove hunt and it, literally you'd you'd get a 100 acre field and there'd be 13 of us or 14 of us just in a circle right all the way around it and you'd have a bird boy and a literally it's an ammunition can full mm-hmm. of shells and you shoot as many as you can I shot i think the first time I'd ever been involved I shot like three or four <laughs> the guy next to me who lives in Louisville Kentucky and just this is what he grew up doing he had like a 150 in one afternoon. Wow. I mean it's just absolute insanity. Absolutely, but so much fun. So many birds. Um we went we got to go quail hunting and that was a, a blast. They couldn't believe they're like, "Man, you're really good at this." I said, "This is like pheasants, they're just smaller." They the freaking doves, they dive and move and change in direction. <laughs> doves don't fly in a straight line. <laughs> no. Quail like get up and go straight away from you. How can you miss that? You just watch the doves at your house.
0: Yeah. And watch how they fly. And oh. they they fly like that because I think I think all doves are a little special, especially the Eurasians. Oh, they are those one of those collared doves that we have here. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Eurasian doves or collared doves or banded doves. Yep, they have they're large. They're more like a pigeon. Yeah, they're the size, size of a pigeon. Yeah, right, and they're obnoxious as all get oh, out. They're, they're and they tall. poop about the same as a horse. Yeah,
1: I hate them. Absolutely yeah. hate them at my house. And me and the girls, me and my girls, shoot them all the time because m- my youngest loves to eat them. Well, there's no season and there's no, no bag limit. Oh. No, because they're 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 noxious here. Yeah, they're an invasive species. Yeah, and they're just absolutely. And they in the morning they have this call. Look it up on YouTube. It will. <laughs> And just <laughs> just picture waking up to that in the morning when the it's windows are awful. open in the fall no, it's and it's beautiful outside and that stupid. Ah, yeah, it's ugh. it's awful.
0: They yeah. said my wife despises those things yep. until you played them up. Yeah, because you compare them to a morning dove. there's oh, yeah. no There's hands down. I'll shoot those Eurasians all day oh, long. Oh, and they're they're big. better eating, and they're, they're yeah. You actually get yeah. a decent meal off of yeah. a couple of them. We just
1: breast them and sear them, and yeah. they're they're you know high, just throw some high mountain on them. Well, it it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. it's just hot and fast in a pan, and yep.
0: Which that brings me to another story. This hot fast in a pan, <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking. Oh. Whew. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Todd? You're the one that broke out the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Arnett, when yep. we filmed our sage grouse yeah. hunt portion of the upcoming short film, right, that we've got, and the the full length feature film will debut in January. Yep, it's a conservation piece. Yep, telling the story of basically public a public land area the size of texas
1: if you cut the panhandle off of texas that's yeah. how big this public land it's is. it's huge
0: it's all of the interior west of yes. the 11 western states where sage grouse habitat yep. is it is the sagebrush 42 million acres it's huge yes huge that public access public land is at risk mm-hmm. right now due to sage grouse being on the cusp of or being considered for listing
1: on the ESA or the endangered species list. Well I think Arnett said it. One of the guys said it. They they were on the list. They just didn't have the workload to get it there. That's just yes. Ed Ed
0: did point that out. They were they were going to be listed in the work it was a workload issue. Yep. Thank goodness. Yes. Because we're talking about billions of dollars in economic oh, impact. Oh my just, talking, just in Wyoming it'd be billions. Yeah. Exactly. It's massive. But the point of this is people are like oh sage grouse who cares about sage grouse those things are yeah I don't they're they're, they're awful to eat I don't yeah. hunt those things well there's more impacting there's more from this decision that's going right. to impact of a lot more than just sage grouse yeah if you like to hunt
1: antelope it's going to impact you if it's you like be to like recreate to hunt- on BLM exactly. or public land period desert you know sagebrush style public land it you're impacted period right. if you like to fly fish it i mean we we have a chunk of, of river here <laughs> The Green River that goes from the Wind Rivers all the way down to well, basically Utah, and right. it is mostly it's mostly sagebrush. It's the biggest tributary of the Colorado. Yeah, and it is the largest chunk of sage grouse habitat right through the middle of it. Yep. If they end up listing these birds, they're gonna it, they are going to affect. They're gonna change the access to that public land. You won't be able to pu- to access it at all, or mate, or. Maybe at least the, at the best case scenario during certain times of year, like when they're on Lex and the chi- and the chicks are small and stuff. At the worst case scenario, they're just gonna shut it down. Right. And right. And they're gonna shut oil and gas down, which affects you. You think five dollar gallon gas is is rough now? Go close all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking huge oil fields. They're gonna shut. They they would shut down recreating. They'd shut down uh, cattle grazing they'd shut down i mean it's just it's a huge impact over a bird now i'm not saying the bird isn't doesn't isn't important it is right and through this process you and i've learned you know in in how many interviews 15 yeah a lot i mean we We traveled all over the state of wyoming it was one of those things where we thought we were gonna have two or three interviews and get the get all sides and it just got carried away in in the sense that there's a lot of rabbit trails and a lot of points of view and, 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 but the underlying thing is all of these industries and all of these people understand what's at stake. They understand that these birds can't be put on the endangered species list because it'll affect so much more. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they know that we're not at that critical point yet, right. but it's headed right. there. If we don't do some stuff, it's one of
0: those things where if, if we get proactive, yep, we can turn that around. We know we know how to fix this. We know how to fix the habitat. We know what to do. It's a workload issue. Yep. It's a money issue. There's a lot of different things, but hot fast in in the pan. Oh yeah, Back so to so it. You took you you and Ed went and hunting right yes. sage grouse hunting. We about this about the end of September last year. We went down, and we hunted um, a couple different spots down on the cusp, or kind of on the edge of the Golden Triangle, mm-hmm. the key core area for sage grouse habitat and the sage grouse get a bad
1: rap oh man you're born bred wyoming oh i'm here to when tell i you. say we're gonna have sage grouse for dinner oh uh, I, I i my first question is are they old bombers or are they young ones because i'll <laughs> eat the young ones the old bombers i want nothing to do with them i they tell were, you what they're like chewing on shoe leather the
0: first two birds we shot were bombers great big giant cockbirds.
1: really huge did you mount one? Like, I should have. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I need to go do that. Yeah, because they're so freaking cool. I know. I'm sorry. So I know. I no, you're game. fine. You're fine.
0: But we can they when, when they they we them? Shot can they do em. the breast? Oh yeah, do the breasts? Oh, yeah they they Bubble can. out. Yep, they or, can. When, oh man, absolutely. That'd be the best way to mount one. Yeah, I think. heck yeah. Like in a glass That's case. Iconic. With the with yeah. the tail. Be Super cool. Yeah, be super cool. But getting
1: to the eating part, <laughs> I
0: keep sidetracking. That's You know? he, he can tell he really w- doesn't want to
1: talk about eating sage grouse. Oh, they were – that was some of my worst memories in high school. Because you shoot it, you got to eat it. That's yep. the deal. And, yep. you know, we were a bunch of high school kids running around just shooting everything that was open, and, and we had tags for it. <laughs> and sage grouse back when I was in high school, it was only like a three-week season, but you – I don't – I'm you sure, you there was like five a day. Yeah, I'm sure there was yeah. a bag limit, but yeah. it was a lot. Yeah. I remember having so many sage grouse in the freezer, my buddy Dave and I are going, What are we gonna do with all that? And he his mom's like, Tacos, we're gonna make tacos yeah. out of them. <laughs> Grind it up, make <laughs> yeah. tacos. Well, that,
0: yeah. And there's a story about the railroad workers and and, oh. and cowboys that those grouse were so prolific mm-hmm. that they'd eat them, and they finally revolted, and they were like, you can only feed us sage grouse once a week.
1: They threw a fit in yeah. Wyoming. When yeah. they were coming across like, Wyoming, they went threw strike. a strike. Yeah, they went on strike and said, we will not eat sage grouse but once a week. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole cu- country could have been shut down from the sage grouse in the bird. 1800s. And now we come full circle, <laughs> and we're looking at it again 200 <laughs> years later.
0: <laughs> but the point is, I we get these bombers, and Ed's like, oh, we're going to eat these things up. And I kind of looked at him, probably with the hairy eyeball, <laughs> like, the hell we are. You know, like, I'll eat them, obviously. Does high but- mountain
1: seasons have something for this, or am <sighs> I missing something? So, he he's like, no, trust me.
0: Trust me, you're going to like it. I'm like, all right. And of course, we ate them. We, we saved those birds, and then the next day we killed a couple more, and we ended up having dinner that that night, the, I think the last night in camp. And holy smokes, we Breasted them out, cleaned them up really good, and he rubbed He, I've since used high mountain seasonings, all kinds of different rubs. The, the garlic pepper is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. but
1: I wonder how that sage would be the one that we use for the antelope.
0: It'd probably be pretty good. But Ed used some that he gets at this little steakhouse in Nebraska, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and it's like in a little vial. And it's, anyway. He sprinkles that on. He he rubs them down with olive oil, the breasts, and then he sprinkles them. And the whole time, you're drinking whiskey or a beer or cocktail, whatever, and they got the grill preheating over here to the point where it's smoking hot. (laughs) Sear it. 500 degrees. Ooh, Yeah. And he just throws it on there, minute and a half tops. Flips it over, and, of course, it's seared perfectly. Flips it over, another minute and a half. I mean, these things aren't on the grill for tops four minutes total. Yeah. Tops, he pulls it off and he starts slicing it thin and he takes a little more of the steak seasoning, and kind of sprinkles it over it. You know, if you would have blindfolded me and t- asked me what I was eating and not told me, I said, yeah, it's steak. This is you're kidding this, is, this is sirloin. Come on. Not ribeye because it's it's lean. Right. You know. but this is sirloin. It's spectacular. And so it's, I have since taken that and done it with ducks and done it with doves and yeah. done it with it, it what it is is this is a this is red meat and people yeah. get hung up on the fact that oh it's poultry so it's got to be cooked well done no it's not chicken it's not chicken there's a difference yep. and so this stuff is medium rare tops i mean tops yep and it is well now it's if incredible you guys
1: go out again this year you have to bring some home i'm gonna try the, i'm always with that the, that, that season so
0: yeah and and i've yeah, because we're trying to balance stuff, and I'm <laughs> looking know. at, geez, I really like to get away and do several days of archery elk hunting the end of September, because that's when the season falls. But at the same time, man, I want to show my kids this. Mm-hmm. I want my wife to shoot one, mm-hmm. because if it does ever go away, God forbid. Well, we have them here. I yeah. mean, you could you could oh. drive 20 minutes out of town and yeah. be in birds. We, we've got birds. We've got birds you don't around. don't have to go to the Golden Triangle. Oh, no. No. We've got birds around. In fact in our area we have some they're not even really monitoring the birds here yeah. because our habitat's so intact. Yeah, they We're found really lucky.
1: They found I was talking to a, a a guy that is in the know. He got he got tasked with sitting in a truck for I don't know, it was like 2 months or something just counting after the after the chicks came, you know, hatched mm-hmm. or actually, actually after they laid the eggs and just counting how many eggs got killed by predators and it was insane the number is Predators, like in let's let's hundreds let's quantify a day. that though we're not talking
0: about foxes well foxes to an extent we're not talking about coyotes or no. golden eagles because the biologist that we talked to Tom Christensen yeah said and I, I may be misquoting him but I want to say that he said across the span of his career he'd never seen an adult sage grouse get predated upon I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that He's There's, like those freaking... eagles those golden eagles will come over and those grouse flat scatter and they can outfly an eagle oh yeah they can outfly it and,
1: and they, are, they are hard to see. Yes. I mean, wait till and you eagle see Eagle gets this above them
0: and he's looking down at that camouflage
1: bird <laughs> against that sagebrush. Yeah. You can't catch them. No. So, what the predation is, this guy was telling me the predation is um, their eggs. The freaking ravens are killing. Ravens are killing the eggs. Yep. just And they'll eat 100 a day. That's a
0: lot of birds. You watch a raven hunt and that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they're riding those wind currents out here and they'll be 10 feet. Tops yep. over the sagebrush. Just far enough, high enough that nothing can jump up and grab them. Yep. Because they're smart. Yep. And, but low enough that those 10 power binocular eyes that they have yep. can spot everything. They're not Ooh. just eating sage grouse eggs. They're eating no, eggs of everything. all different yeah, kinds. everything. Chuckers,
1: you name it. They're everything. They're eating everything. And, and, and they're, you know, I, was, I always wondered, up until I had this conversation with this guy, they was saying, what is a raven doing out here in the middle of nowhere sitting on, a, on an anthill? That's what they're doing. Yep. That's hunting what they're hunting doing. eggs,
0: and they're picking. You know, they're picking up horny toads, they're picking up oh. lizards, they're picking anything they can, anything yeah. they can eat. Yep. yep. And so, parallel to this, there's another bird that is in, not necessarily where we live, but in its historic range, is in trouble, and that's the wild turkey. Yeah. In the southeast, the wild turkey's in big time trouble, and that they're they're factoring in that the number one problem is predators and it's nest predators it's raccoons it's possums it's skunks well because they're, they're ground they're Poor ground they bastards have bird. to put their nests on right. the ground right and nobody traps anymore no there's right. no incentive to control these predators other than yeah. just for conservation's sake yeah and so you know back in the day when you were when a raccoon pelt was you know a couple bucks or 30 bucks when i was a kid you could get 35 40 bucks for, for a good Jeez. raccoon pelt That'd be worth it. Oh, absolutely. As a high schooler, that's gas money, man. And other money. Yeah, I mean, you look, yeah, exactly. You look at, and coons are pretty easy to catch. So, I mean, you could probably stack up 50, 60, maybe 100 of them if you you knew what you were doing. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. My dad single-handedly took 58 coons off of his farm this summer. Jeez. And they're not worth anything. No. I know. He's just predator control. But he said, I've seen my pheasant numbers go up. He goes, we have quail on the farm for the first time ever. Yeah. He goes, I've got uh, more turkeys, actually, like, I'm seeing polts, hens with polts, mm-hmm. instead of just bachelor groups of toms. Mm-hmm. He's like, we have way more upland birds than we've ever had, and he's killed
1: 60 coons. So, uh, you know what, I, <clears throat> I didn't ever think of that. So, last summer, when I had my knee done, I was at home whining about that and crutches and all that stuff, and I I ended up found Come home from Fourth of July uh, fireworks that late at night, and a coon c- jumps out of my dumpster. I'm like, "You little sons of guns!" <laughs> so I go get my buddy's got hand traps yep. so that it doesn't get yep. the get the cats. That's and what my, my dad used. And, That's what my dad uh, used. And uh, we set them up. And the first night, I caught four of them, mm-hmm. four coons. I was like, "Gee, many Christmas." By the end of the season, because I got then I got one of my neighbors involved in this. I will tell you this, do not believe that a hand trap will not ca- catch a skunk, because that is a complete false, that is bull <laughs> malarkey, I, between marketing? him and I, that's marketing, yeah, him and I caught three skunks in like a month each, it was, and if you ever dealt with a dead no, skunk, they're they're, they'll, they'll ruin, they'll ruin you, but anyway, so we caught, I think we caught 15 uh, coons through through July and August, and then him and I went, both went hunting, and so, wives didn't want to deal with it so we pulled them out right, but right this spring I saw pheasants mm-hmm. with babies mm-hmm. and for the first time ever we had a turkey and she had nine poults nine yep. and we watched them all summer and they were happy healthy she ended up with six by the time it was all done yeah. I think I think we have some barn cats that keep the mice down I think they got lucky a couple times and, and hawks hawks yeah. hawks are kind of yeah. hard on turkey poults owls we got, we had a, all of a sudden the, sh- the owls started showing up. I was telling the girls, I was like, well, who's here because the polts are here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Food.
0: Yeah. But that's, you know, that's a big rabbit trail, a big looping rabbit trail that takes us back to this sage grouse project mm-hmm. and takes us back to the root of what we do here at Wingmen. Yep. And I wanted to have you on because I think you bring a very valuable insight. As you said, you like to grow things. You like to, you like I to, pro- you like projects. Mm -hmm. If anybody outside that's listening to this knows you. Nobody knows me. Well, they might. (laughs) You might be surprised. (laughs) If you know one thing about Ike Eastman is that you don't sit still. No. You're constantly going. You're constantly going. You sleep about four hours a night. I've witnessed this firsthand. (laughs) You're one of those disgusting people who can get by on very little sleep. And so, as a consequence, accomplishes a heck of a lot of stuff. This this thing was yeah, an i sorry idea. about that email at four thirty this morning, by the <laughs> way. It's fine. <laughs> <sighs> I rolled over I was like, yeah, I'll deal with that at eight. <laughs>
1: it was on the top of my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the wingman thing was one of those deals where it's way outside the wheelhouse It is. of Eastman. I mean way outside. So much to the point so much so much so that the point where yeah, we we get flicked a lot of crap. And that's okay. That's okay. Because it's in general. Internally we do just yes. because
1: just because it's not it's outside of our box. Right. And that's okay. Right. hundred percent. But it was it, it, it started up as an idea
0: of hey, we should do a, a Western waterfall magazine. Yep. Yeah. And
1: it's morphed into what it is today. It actually has uh it, it touches as many medias as anything we do. Because it has the online series, it has the social media stuff, it has the email, which email blogs, which is a, you know, that's where people are getting their content now. And it has this podcast, it has everything that big game does. Right. And it touches a lot of people. It does. It's one of those things where it's, it's humbling
0: because when you, when I, when you sit back and you know, it's easy, it's easy to get off in the weeds and be like, oh man, this isn't where I want it. And yeah, this isn't where I want it.
1: But then when you look at the grand picture, you're like, "Wow, yeah, the growth has been crazy." And it's we've been had, great. We've had, you know, we got, <laughs> we got hammered by social media because apparently dead ducks are bad too. Uh, who would have known? But <laughs> everybody's fighting that blood, same battle. Yeah, blood on a blood on a shotgun didn't go well. That's like two no nos, and then put right. the shotgun shell in the photo, and we're out. <laughs> I know. I, it the would, weasel it, was like, "I'm not putting." I'm that. Sorry, you can't put that on there. I know. I, we posted that picture, and I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go into specifics. But we posted that picture. <laughs> it's okay. This is a different media, and,
0: <laughs> and it was requested very shortly yeah. to be taken down by a human. Not this was not a bot. No, a human this found was found someone
1: it. in charge monitoring what yes. we do, yep. and we were quite surprised. Yeah, I was like, geez, I thought we were gonna fly under the radar, pun intended, on this deal. <laughs> no, uh, not gonna happen. So yeah, no but no, this has me. been fun, you guys. You were on a duck hunt with with one of our other team members, and you guys were just talking, like, yep. "Hey, we well, should build a magazine." Of course, you came back with magazine. I was like, "Uh, you guys understand that magazines are a whole new level of that was complexity. yeah."
0: Well, it was one of those things where I didn't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just this. Well, let's film some of these. That'll be fun. We'll yeah. put.
1: it In fact, was Wingman before Beyond the Grid? Technically?
0: No, no, Beyond the Grid was first. Was it? Yep, Beyond the Grid was the first. I guess you could say offshoot of Eastman's.
1: Yeah, but it, you could, I mean, it, beyond it was the close, grid, Eastman's was elevated. Very, very close. They all happen the
0: same In, winter. Yeah, six the months. Same winter. All within six months of each I other. And they all have different venues and different models, and, yep. and they all are, they're just super cool. But you're a hard guy to get involved with Wigmen because you're this so busy. Hard, yeah. yeah, it's a busy, because you come out of big game season being mm-hmm. gone and not seeing your family and being on the road
1: constantly and then show season starts yep show season starts the first weekend in january and it used to uh back in the day pre-covid um we would do the nfr the national finals rodeo has a huge hunter christmas in vegas and so the upstairs i mean it's it was a big venue and so we would take the deer tour down there which that that rodeo is ten days, yeah. so it's a fourteen day Ooh, step, and it grind. was the first week and you know the first fourteen days of December, and so I'd come off big game, Thanksgiving, NFR, Christmas, and then I'm at shows, and it's just mm-hmm. you know this, yeah, it's hard. This year I was able to do a little bit. Last year, I don't think I did anything. I you
0: didn't. We got you. We got you in on the pheasant video that we filmed. Yep. Which is, has been meteoric. Yeah. I mean, it's the the view count on that thing on Facebook alone oh, is eight
1: and a half, almost nine million. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a story of 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 uh, pheasants. People don't realize right. that, unlike the sage grouse, they are not native. Exactly. They are Chinese chickens. <laughs> exactly. Literally, the most popular game bird in the
0: United States is not yeah. native. It yep. Was introduced here. And but That's we, a great story. But that yeah, was so, one right, right. Check it out. But that was so. That was the first thing I was able to get you involved with. But last winter, you came to me, and I I always know that things are about to get great when Ike comes in. Hey, pokes his head my office, goes, "Hey, what you doing? (laughs) Baking a cake?" Why? Yeah, exactly. What does it look like I'm doing? I'm, I'm the job you hired me for. The but I could tell that the wheels are turning. You're cooking sage grouse in Exactly. <laughs> That's a DIY high mountain jerky. But I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> Before I answer, exactly. you're starting to be like my kids. No, I'm not going to do that until you tell me what. Hey, I want to take my daughter, my oldest daughter, yep. duck hunting this weekend. Yep. I'm free. I don't have anything going on, which is rare for you. Yep. Can we go out? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I love,
1: obviously love, bird hunting of all forms and when you can throw kids in the mix well you're a you're naturally a teacher Todd I mean yeah. you were a teacher but you're yeah. that's your natural is uh, teaching and coaching and you are really good at that taking kids out showing them the right way to do stuff that's why I trusted you know I'll go with Todd because he's going to teach my daughter because I have a whole bunch of bad habits that I created in high school <laughs> thank you my <laughs> best friends but Teach me you know the right way to get in a blind, the right way to put ducks out, the right way to hunt handle a firearm, you know. You're you're a natural coach and a natural teacher, and that's why you're good at this. Well, it's, some, it's something I, other stuff. But. It's something I
0: really enjoy, but I appreciate that. But And you
1: don't your kids aren't quite there yet.
0: They're not. Uh JC's seven. Yeah. And they've been in the blind oh, yeah. quite a bit. But they don't But they're seven. Yeah. Not twelve. It's like it's one of those deals where so I took took J C on a hunt last year and Right out of the gate. I'm shooting it over and under, so I got two shots. Yeah. And I double on greenheads in the deco. Just poof, poof, killed them both. <laughs> and I look over, and I'm like, that was lost on you. That was completely hey, lost JC, on you. JC, that was you. fun. Yeah, exactly. like, Daddy, oh, you got them both. Yay! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like the first time I took my wife duck hunting. <laughs> I hit, um, The only time I've ever pulled this off, actually, I killed three Drake Mallards dead in the air. Oh, jeez. Boom, boom, boom. And they were all falling at fum, the fum, same fum. time. And I'm like, I turn around to look at her and be like, did you see that? And she's like, hey, babe, that was great. <laughs> lost on her. Completely lost on her. And I'm like, any of my buddies would have been like, dude! It would have been epic. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Yeah, that's right. So we we got Charlie out in the blind. And I it was one of those deals where, We really managed
1: what we had last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we did an unbelievable job on the blinds and the fields. And we had, and and you predicted when things were going to happen. And we hit it. Well, I'd love to say you held it for me, but you just held it for the right day. And it just happened to be that. It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. But I want to hear
0: about it more from your perspective, a.k.a. Charlie's viewpoint, because I'm sure there's that. Oh, yeah, thanks for taking me. That was fun, you know. And then you get in the truck to go home, and <laughs> the real talk happens.
1: Well, you know, when you're in kids, the first thing you have to understand is is you, ha- you have to manage expectations. It is not going to be like you and your buddies going hunting. It's never going to be that way. right? You have a child or a, a young adult that has never been involved in this. She doesn't know what to wear. She doesn't know what to take with her. She doesn't understand... You know, it's going to be cold, and it's going to get warmer, and it might get colder later. She doesn't understand. You know, here, here's a thermos. What do I put water in that? No, here, here's some black rifle coffee because we're going to get up at five o'clock in the freaking morning. I by the way, were, I think
0: honestly it wasn't <laughs> coffee. It was. I think it. No, it was. It was. Oh yeah. Oh because heck yes! When I go,
1: it's the Black Rifle Cocoa. No, no. So it's so we use she with she, my girls. With yeah, my kid, she they likes, don't drink coffee. She likes the instant Black Rifle coffee, and I put co- uh, caramel in it, and then oh, milk, steam milk coffee. Yeah, like it's a, coffee. Yeah, it's got coffee in it. Just <laughs> with so she quotation can marks get up, she can it. be awake by the time we get to the that's, blind. Yeah, but yeah, no. So it, actually, that's pretty funny too because I think she spilled it in the back she of the truck. She Spilled it in the back of the your truck. Your dog licked like cleaned the truck. I had Mackinac in here. No him. wonder he did really good that day. Yeah. He was all hopped up on the caffeine. That was that was afterwards. <laughs> Poor
0: dog didn't sleep for a week. Not to mention the, vet bill that, fuel the right the there. vet bill to warn off renal <laughs> ward off renal failure. <laughs> but, but no,
1: yeah, she she spilled it, Mackinaw licked a bunch of it up. But yep. that, the back, we didn't even know what that happened. Ford was sticky for a long, oh, long time. I actually once I found out that she did it I, I took it, took the truck in, and she and I cleaned it. Yeah, I didn't know that happened. Life lessons, yes. But so you know, she's she doesn't have any. She doesn't have any sicka camo. We didn't have right. anything for her that that would fit. She can have mine, which she drowned in. So my wife and I are trying to contemplate the night before. What are we going to wear? I said, just put her in her the stuff she skis in. Yeah, it's fine. It's black. Yeah, so it won't be you know horrible. And if it's too bad, I'll. Uh, and I did. I just put a. I put a Sitka pullover over yeah, the top of Yeah, I think her. you just used, like, a midweight layer, yeah, and just, just put it was it big enough
0: to put it all over, yep. and she was hidden,
1: completely yep. hidden. Yep. And, uh, you know, she had no expectations, and it was fun, because there was you and me, and a couple camera guys, and, of course, Reekers, and you, you had Mac. Uh, I don't Honda wasn't there yet. He was a little young. No, it didn't Honda last year. Yep. And then, Reeker's dog, Ace, was with us, and you know it was one of those things where i was like well hopefully we get a couple ducks so she can get involved and she's been around obviously been around dead stuff her whole life oh yeah, life. Her oh, yeah. F- one of her first memories unfortunately is a horse that we had to put down <laughs> so she understands death Ooh. <laughs> yeah wasn't her horse but it was it was you know then her horse then her horse died and then another one of her horse died. That's the problem with being a kid with horses is you always get the old horses, so you have to deal with death constantly. Yeah, yeah. Here's a 35-year-old horse. Yeah, because he will. Have fun because yeah. he's not going to buck you off. Right. He's not going to do anything dumb. Yeah, exactly. But, he's been there, done that. But yep. hey, he's going to
0: die in a year. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get right. to deal with
1: that. But And then, so we went shot, you know, the first shot a couple ducks and she was on it. Like, ecstatic about it. Playing with the ducks. Yeah. Playing with the Making them talk, you know, things that you go, all right, I guess she's okay with this. There's a
0: fine line, we and we had to teach my middle kid this. You should say my youngest, but she's not the youngest <laughs> no, anymore. She's, she's, she's yeah. the middle kid, Yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> she's got the person perfect personality, <laughs> she does too. <laughs> she does too, like what? But she's she can be a little aggressive about everything she does, and my wife killed mule deer buck last year Mm -hmm. and it was her first mule deer but it had more to do with the kids were there we were all together as a family unit and it was a deer that was convenient and we could get all everybody right to it yep and i'm like you need to shoot that buck seriously this is so the kids get to watch it Whole thing. Oh. Whole thing. We got we, we put on a little stock, left the kids in the truck, but we put on a little stock. <laughs> yes, and jumping on that horn. <laughs> well, see, my horn doesn't work in my tundra. I disconnected it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jed, the two-year-old? Bouncing yeah, on the horn. Exactly. But the point of all that is we, she kills a buck. We go do the recovery with all of the kids. Yep, and We're in grizzly bear country, so my head's on a swivel, you know. But Ennis doesn't – there's no hesitation. She's like climbing on it and poking it. Like, what's this? What's that? Exactly. Yeah. And she went a little too far. She started to like hit it. Yeah. And it was my wife, Grace, actually was grabbed her hand and very, very firmly but gently was like, Ennis, that's not what we do. Yeah. It's it's cool that you're exploring and that you're asking questions and that you're interested in this, but you still treat this animal with respect. Yep. Yep. And Back to Charlie, yeah. she didn't do anything that was disrespectful. No, she
1: was just enjoying, absorbed in the hunt. She was, she was really just making, you know, how's the jaw on this duck work? How what's this do? What's that do? You know, play with you know, what the feathers feel like. Just right. stuff. And it, it was such a great experience for her that just the other day we were talking about because she didn't draw any tags, so we're going to take her in general, general deer, um and let her shoot a, de- a deer, but she didn't draw any tags and she asked me as we were talking about that we went up to my elk area we were messing around with the 7 to Savage 17 HMR just messing around with it right she goes dad are we going to go duck hunting this fall i was like yep we are now <laughs> 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 Like I, Boy, gotta it. See. I gotta fight. I gotta fight. Does the renegade come in a twenty gauge? I don't know. <laughs> no, but I did order a couple of twenty gauges in the in the
0: Stevens five five five. Oh, good. I ordered a couple of these over and yeah. We don't
1: want her to have any more than two shells anyway. Well,
0: if you've ever less seen to go shoot, wrong, <laughs> less to go wrong, less to burn up. Pretty soon you're looking well, and there's there's and shoulder empty cases of Federal laying all yeah. over the place, and you're like, how did that happen? But yeah. Yeah, it'll be we'll get her out. It'll be fun. We we've got um, supposed to be good duck numbers yeah. all across the board yep. this year. The Well, you guys will get to see it first when you're in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, a couple Cuz those
1: those ducks got to come this direction. They do. Don't they?
0: That's central flyway in Alberta. Are they? Yeah, it's central flyway. They'll split once they come down and start getting into Montana, you'll see the split at the very head. The ones that go east are central flyway, which is us, and then the ones that go west. That's Pacific Flyway. Do but they basically the split around the mountains? The, basically, yeah. Basically, they and and so they hit that plains and you get some that slip down and they get on the western side of the of the of Wyoming yeah. and down through there, Idaho, Utah, Washington, up. Oregon, Utah. Those birds are all Pacific Flyway birds, hmm. um, and a lot of those birds come from the boreal forests in Canada and in, in Alaska. Huh. That but yeah, we will definitely most of what we're gonna be seeing up in northern Alberta is gonna be central flyway. That's cool. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a lot of fun, but yeah, we'll get to see the front end of that of that migration, which we always hear get the la- get the tail end of it. Yep. Which yep. is obviously it's it's a ton of fun, but I think we should get your youngest in the blind this
1: year. I don't know if we're ready for that. We can put a leash in there. <laughs> we call her her name's Timber. Because she was born in September and I should be in the timber elk hunting. <laughs> we had to explain that to her this last weekend. Um, She's nine. No, she's, well, she'll be 10 here in a couple of weeks. She, we call her Timber Tornado. She is, uh, she, she is a lot of fun, but man, is she busy. She's Holy you and girl form. Bucks. It's, no, she's my wife. Nah, I don't know about yes, that. She's my wife. You're, it's both. <laughs> she bold. is. Actually, you're right. Somebody said, you know, Timber's like you and candy in Vegas. Like, mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> At 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. There's, Yeah. She's she's a lot of fun. And she'll, I mean, she, everything that that girl does, she wants to eat it. We, we And I tell this story. I don't think I've told it to on your podcast, but I've told this story a hundred times. Last year, last November, we're driving to school, right? After I get home from the trip and I take my kids to school, I love that, but... We're driving to school, and somebody hit a deer on the county road at the end of our driveway. And uh, she goes, Dad, did you see that? I was like, uh, no, what? She goes, there, there's a deer. I said, Where? I don't... She goes, no, it's dead. Can we eat it? No. That deer has been sitting there for I don't know how long, and it's all bloated up. Weeks. Yeah, weeks. We're not eating that. Oh, man. It's like I just bring a deer home from exactly. southern Wyoming. You can eat the heck out of that. Exactly. She goes, well, I wanted to cut it up and do all that stuff.
0: You're going to be DIY butchering. Oh yeah. If you're not careful. Oh. You're going to have to save a little bit because yeah. I know we, we we talked about the whole yep. big game thing and what we do. We it's, I do it. We I need do it. Records. Tr- yep.
1: I need records just because right. you know. I'm, unfortunate the world we live in um but i need records that how much meat i got processed but yeah i I, keep a hind quarter when i when we she'll go timber will go along with with charlie and i on her deer hunt and and we'll recover it and do all that she's been on a couple antelope hunts and she's that kid hey dad can i touch his eyeball Mm -hmm. yep eyeball can i cut it open yeah uh i don't know if i want to cut it open (laughs) that kind of weirds me out (laughs) But. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it, we're we're so lucky because we're
0: we're in that point in our lives where our kids are interested in what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. They're not teenagers yet. They're like, yeah, you know, going doing their own thing. They they want to be with us. They want to be doing stuff with us. Yep. And so that's awesome.
1: So you bring that up. Actually, I was I was just in an um Onyx hunt. They do the app, right? Uh-huh. And they've been partners with us for a long time. And I would—I <laughs> got invited, me and Brandon and Dan, got invited to their employee. Uh, uh, right. They did this employee retreat in Big Sky, Montana. And I was like, what am I going to talk to 350 developers about? I have no idea. And it, w- we boiled it down to basically, I'm going to tell them a little bit about the Eastman history and, you know, the grandfather stuff we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Yep to what we're doing now, and then I'm just going to open up and let him ask questions. One of the guys asked, hey, I got a 7-year-old, because in the middle of this I talked about taking your kids hunting and all that stuff, and and I said, he goes, I got a 7-year-old daughter that wants to go hunting with me. How do I do that? Whoa, okay. I said, first off, um, thank you for doing that, Mm -hmm. because you have to pass this on. You have to, because if you don't, they'll get into – Video games or shopping, and if you don't do it when they're young, yeah. So that's first. That's why I told him. I said, "Thank you for thank you for doing this." Number one, for the rest of you, seven might be too late. I said, "Now, I'm not saying it is too late. I'm just saying you're right on the cusp. You got to get them involved when it's not weird. When before our society gives them the 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 preconceived notion that it is weird." Okay. Or so number 1. Or it's gross. Gross. Or yes, or gross. Whatever. Yeah. I said my 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 9-year-old, her first antelope, she was the hunt, she was on she was 3. She wanted to touch everything and she still wants to touch everything. My oldest and my oldest kid, she was 6. Mm-hmm. And she did the whole hmm now she is way more conservative. She is my conservative side and my wife and I I's conservative right. side. So she stood back and wanted to see it, but not touch it, play with it. By the, end, by the time we are done breaking that antelope down, she was involved. Mm-hmm. But she was a little more standoffish. I said, then the other thing is you have to manage expectations. Like I said before, take a lot of snacks with you. Right. Take a lot of drinks with you you know and you're not gonna walk them they're not gonna walk you ever seen a kid walk around walmart that's about it that's about all you're gonna get out of them is a walmart trip
0: Uh, like pheasant hunts i I think about some of the stuff that that my some of the death marches that my dad put me through and i mean i was wired hot for this stuff yeah so it's like it, it wouldn't have mattered i'd have gone through a brick wall to make it happen
1: but not every kid is wired that no. way. And if if you have a daughter, they're not naturally going to try and emulate their dad. They're going to naturally emulate their, their mother. They want to be involved in what dad likes, right. but they're not going to try and be dad. Right. That's different. Yep.
0: So, yeah. It, and it, it is. And so you're not going to hunt with your buddies. No. You know, it's not going to be an all day marathon. Nope. It's going to be one where in the, in the hunt we did last year, I knew it was going to be Quick and dirty. Yep. You know, it was going to be, birds are going to be there right at daylight. We're oh going to shoot gosh, them up. I, oh, and then we're going to get out of birds. there. Holy. We're going to be down them. there for an hour, hour and a half tops. Yeah. If we could
1: have shot better, <laughs> we'd have been. <laughs> Why are you looking at me, Todd? No, it was <laughs> It was me. It was me. I was bad. <laughs> I hadn't shot a shotgun no, in years. No, I have proof. I have proof
0: of you on camera how well you did shoot that day. Now, the first couple of volleys, you had to knock the rust off oh. but after that you got your shooting
1: eye lubed up and you were fine yeah. i used to when it, when yeah. i was in high school i could well you shot I, competitively i did didn't you? in college yeah my buddy and i shot and competitively. that's something you've never told me <laughs> i didn't who nope. told you that your dad oh yeah no well, leave it to him big mouth he was bragging yeah he was bragging i i used to be able to shoot shotgun really well and and uh had a lot of fun with it but you know you just Life changes, it, yeah. and when you live here or, or you live in the outdoors, you just have to choose what you're going to do, and that just stepped aside for a while. Now my kids, it's a great thing for kids. Get them in the blind. It's not physical. You can you can put enough freaking clothes on them that they're warm, and there's a lot of uh, I, I guess you'd call it jocularity or jocularity in yeah. in the blind. There's a lot of fun things that happen to in the blind, and then it's intense, and then it's back yeah. to fun. And then, it's not a deer hunt where yeah. You're gonna get one chance,
0: right, at this buck that yep. you're at, that you're after, and everything's got to be. You got to be stealthy. You got to make everything, yep. all the Counts. right moves. Yep. Chances are you're gonna have multiple opportunities yep. on birds, whatever it might be, throughout the day. Waterfowl especially lends itself to having kids get involved because they can take like snacks. Oh, we did that hunt a couple years ago <laughs> with, with all the with girls. my brother's daughter, yes. with my niece. With your niece. The donut hunt. And Reekers had his his (laughs) oldest. All those girls were four years old Mm. at that point. We had three four year old girls in that blind, and they're all wearing like pink, and you know, it's (laughs) like whatever. And Guy looked at me and he goes, We're not going to shoot a damn thing today. (laughs) And I was, and I looked at him like, "Mm, I knew my birds. Yeah. So I was like, like, "Mm, We're going to be all right. (laughs) We'll shoot a couple. And we did. We, We didn't. Stay long enough, shoot a limit. But it was one of those those mid-winter, late February or mid-February days that was gorgeous before March comes in like a lion, you know. And we shot a pile of birds. We had more... Snacks in that blind. <laughs> we brought down an entire sled loaded <laughs> down with snacks, like donuts like, and jerky. We're gonna need. And
1: we're gonna need Leopold to sponsor the donut stack shack that we're bringing down here. It was crazy. It was <laughs> crazy how much food those
0: kids. You know, it's like, Daddy can I have a donut. You just ate a donut. But I want one of the sprinkles this time, and I'm like, fine. I don't care. Your mom's you not here. I up. don't care. Yeah,
1: you're burning it anyway. And you're they're playing out here freeze at 14
0: tag. Degrees. Oh, Dan Picard's got them playing freeze tag. <laughs> they're running around them. Finally, the birds have come. Get in the blind. Yeah, you know? Freeze! Everybody stop. and they all dive in. You know, it's <laughs> it was a it was a ball. And to this day, all three of those girls still talk about that. Yep. You know, yep. I'm I'm pretty sure guy's daughter has. An affectionate spot for Mackinac because of that day. Oh, yeah.
1: That's why they ended you up know? with a dog. You understand that. Yeah. They were, they were. you know, I understand. They're busy, and they're like, ah, eh, we don't need a dog. And then she went hunting that day, and they now have a dog, a two-year-old dog. Well, those, their are classmates. Yeah. JC and um,
0: Cora are classmates. Yep. And, well. They're in the same grade. Yeah, and in the and, same in the same school. Well, is is Ella a year behind? She's a year behind. Okay.
1: Same age but year behind. But they're
0: the same, you know, they're the same age. Yeah, first grade, yeah, second, second grade. Exa- or yeah, first, second grade, second grade, grade. and first grade type deals. Not yeah. in the adult world it's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're younger than me, whatever." <laughs> but
1: yeah, Todd, you're you're younger than me, whatever. <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. I graduated a <laughs> year behind. You were actually the same age, but, No, we're not. No, anyway. Rabbit Trail. Yeah. But she would come over to the house. N- and, and literally, she, you'd see her sitting and petting Mackinac. Yeah. And Mackinac's exceptionally chill, especially because now he's 10 years old. Yeah. You do that with so he's Hondo, like, and he's in your face. She likes Hondo, though, but he's, like, in <sighs> your face. Yeah, lick, giving her a face wash, yeah, a you puppy. know, because he stands eyeball to eyeball with her because he's <laughs> yeah. so big. But anyway, it's, it's one of those deals where, back to the OnX thing that you were talking about, get your kids out. Yeah. Get them involved. It's not too early to take them. No. You know, we see the memes all the time on social media. You know, father of the year guy, you know, with a shoot hunting doves with his toddler yeah. in a backpack with hearing protection. It's like,
1: good. Yeah. Good for
0: you. Get them out it, there. And
1: you probably aren't going to shoot a dove. I hope you do so that you get the next step in that in that process, but just get them out well, there. Well, that's
0: the best thing about, about bird hunting, especially waterfowl, is you're probably they're probably going to take home a bird. Yeah. It's Like I said, it's not like an elk oh,
1: where birds are so different. The first time I shot a dove with, with my kids and I pulled open, you know, they're of different anatomy. Hey, yes. What's this pocket? Oh, yes. You know, yes. that's got gravel in it. There's gravel in there? I yeah. mean, you start going through the whole thing, and and, and it is it is a lot more fun. It gets them, you know, in nature and uh, and away from the screens. My gosh, I hate the world we live in nowadays with screens as we're sitting here doing that to people but you know
0: but to that point we can sit here and bemoan social media we can sit here and talk about screens or this that and the other thing but I heard man and I'm trying to think of who it was it might have been David Brinker Mm. on his podcast former marketing guy from SICA exactly and I I'm pretty sure he's the one that said it and it's been discussed on this on the wingman podcast before this is the new story medium. Yeah, this is how we tell stories now. Yeah. This is how we connect with people. Went to Hunt Expo this last year. You dragged me down there for true. You, you needed, needed, kicking and screaming. You needed. Sure. You needed somebody to eat. You know, <laughs> make the grocery bill higher. I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I needed somebody to test out the three two beer theory. What was that one? Was Does that it what really it exist?
0: Yeah, eighteen of them later. <laughs> how are you feeling? Just fine. Anyway, thank you, Salt Lake. But. The amount, what's crazy is the amount of people that you see, you don't know these people. You've never been introduced, but you know who they are. You're acquainted with them because of social media. And people walk up and be like, hey, Todd, how's it going? And instantly I'd look at them and be like, oh, hey, Greg. Yeah. Like you've known each other your whole life. That's what's cool about social media. Is it allows a level of interconnectedness that we've never had before. Yep. At the same time, that comes with a magnifying glass. Because everything we do is under scrutiny at all times because we're open to the public. (coughs) You okay? Yeah. Sorry. You
1: need some Black ruffle coffee? I might. (coughs) gosh. (laughs) No. You're right. And, And actually, I keep bringing this... Uh, Probably because it just happened, but when I was at the Onyx, that thing, one of the the questions that was asked to me, which, you know, you never know. I love that company, but you have to understand, they build a cool app that has all these cool features for hunters and people outdoors, but they're developers. And I was actually shocked. This is a rabbit trail. I was shocked how many of those people are outdoors people, but they're sitting behind a computer every day, and they're developing Waypoint. Radiuses. Right. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know. But I can tell you what that is. Oh. I just
0: wrote the tech tip on it for the latest <laughs> EHJ. Because
1: they told me what it was there. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't, know you actually- could set a, I didn't know you could set a waypoint like around your blind and then do a radius of shooting, you know, whatever, 80 yards or whatever. And you could do a radius and find out on the map where that is. So, he- massive rabbit trail yeah <laughs> but th- this is what ike and i are good at is
0: oh did you hear blah, 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 is, this you is know. how we
1: end up 40 hours in a freaking motorhome and exactly and <laughs> not not a, never not really a dull got moment. bored no never got bored um Couple anyway times not so bored <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cool thing that i the use that i came up with for this um because i had to i had to play with it and yeah. figured out i'm like what is this yeah and so i i dug in i'm like oh you click on your waypoint, and it can get you can select a radius around your yep. around your waypoint. Of it's you can either do it in yards or miles. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care about yards. Right. I want to know now. I'll get get to that in a second, but I want to know miles because yep. I was writing this for the for the hunting journal. Yeah, the big game, exactly. <laughs> and I got thinking. I'm like, how would I use this? And then it dawned on me, because you guys are gone so much in the fall. I'm basically a weekend warrior for the most part. Yeah, and I hunt. Somebody's so, got to hold the hold yeah. That tent I'm down here, here. I'm here. My my job is to get content. Yeah, and so I hunt a lot on the weekends, and I hunt a lot by myself. Yep. And it's really nice to be able. And this is what I came up with huh. for a use case. I look at a I look at a trailhead, for example. <laughs> and I'm an elk nut. I'm an elk guy. Solo elk is a whole different ball of wax, yep. especially in grizzly country. Yep. I look at the, I look at a waypoint and I go, okay, here's my here's my trailhead, here's my access point. Yep. I don't want to hunt any more than four miles deep. Yeah, because
1: you're talking eight miles for a trip in and out one time. Yeah. And, and I got to make have, four of those. Yeah. Right. With an elk,
0: unless there's snow or whatever. Right. I figure in in weather that's that's mild, I've only got I have less than 24 hours to get that meat into a cooler. Yep. Someplace when it's cold later you can get away with a lot more you got more time but so 4 miles i hit the pin pull up the radius tool set 4 miles and it shows me exactly the area around that trailhead that i
1: can hunt and hmm. not be and and st- that's in my 4 mile radius that's pretty interesting i never thought about that cuz then then you know okay i can't I, realistically i can't hunt the top of that ridge or that's i can, I, w- I really want to hunt this <laughs> drainage but i'm not sure exactly how far it is and
0: it goes Voop. yeah i'm like ooh yeah, I can walk in there no problem, but getting yeah. an elk out of there by myself is a different. I better herd it back to the truck and then yeah. shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> that's against Wyoming game and fish oh. regulations. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, now if you can really pull that off by yourself, <laughs> that's a whole different level of cowboy right there. But, but and there's other there's other scenarios. So the, a wingman use would be change it to yards. Yeah, and we don't have to worry about it a lot out here because we're hunting pretty. If we do hunt around buildings, around living areas, we're usually, you know, out in a field or right. down. It,
1: there's, no, I don't have to play that game. Yeah, but you got to know where. If I shoot, if I shoot that direction, that bird's how probably gonna that? fall on the neighbors. Or how far and can is I that get house? It? Yeah, exactly. How far?
0: I'm not, I'm not. I know I'm not gonna be in the zone. But how far away is that? You know, yep. every state has laws governing how close you can be to a dwelling right. or right. a building. Yep. And what you can do is you can set that on and say, I want a hundred yards and it'll show you your radius from where you're standing and where your waypoint is a hundred yards. Yeah. You know, we make a waypoint in the person's driveway. Yep. I got to be a hundred yards outside this and you can know exactly where you need to be set up. Yep. And a lot of you guys that are listening to this podcast are going to encounter that. We used to encounter that in Southern Michigan all the time Yeah, because we've been hunting lakes with residences around them. Mm-hmm. We'd be hunting farm fields with multiple farms, you know, or multiple dwellings on them. The, the big one was golf courses. Ooh. Because we hunted a lot of golf courses.
1: and You can't just yell four? Mm, not really. <laughs> it's a little different. It's a little different. A 100 bucks, if you hit that golfer with a bird. <laughs> I, I suppose they wouldn't be golfing during no, that season. No, it's
0: usually – <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Is a lot of those seasons, we'd hunt now. Like, I had a buddy in North Dakota, their, their season opened a week ago. No shit. And they're for, for birds? Yeah, for, for geese. Good for lord. Can, for non-migratory Canada geese. And that's basically a depredation hunt. Yeah. Because they've got too many of them. Well, what's the first thing he does? They do a youth hunt on a golf course. <laughs> they got it, the golf course managers like, you guys have till 10 o'clock and then I'm letting people on. You're going to need like, to replace
1: that divot? Yeah. <laughs> that bird really made a big one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, but he sends me pictures. You know, they're out, and they're 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 not even trying to look like hunters. You know, they're riding around in golf carts.
1: <laughs> Plaid. What? Yep. Really? Yeah. Yep. Plaid's today. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> you look like Caddyshack. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think gophers are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a huge rabbit trail. I want to get back to the question I was asked on X. We were talking about social media and how, you know, social media is connecting all of us, right? There was a question asked, there was somebody that made a mention that social media is the worst thing that ever happened to hunting. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course I was like, whoa, uh, how do I answer that? Because I don't believe that. And it occurred to me that if anything in our world, you can use too far. You can go too far. And humans, we have a, a tendency to do that. Okay, do I put three shells in that shotgun or twenty? We have to self limit. Yeah, we have to self limit. And social media is the same thing. Put the phone down. Put the phone down on the counter. Spend some time with your kids. It's not with that. Block
0: out some time.
1: Yeah. I know I, I know you do that. I do oh, the yeah. same thing.
0: Everybody every person in this office, there's a, about a two and a half, three hour window at in the evening. Yep. When we're unreachable. Yep. My phone goes on the counter and I don't look at it. Yep. It's sitting there now. About eight, nine o'clock, kids are in bed. Then
1: we start. Yep. You start seeing activity again, but mine's about ten to midnight. Yeah, you to. I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but it's the same thing. And, and put it down. the other, The other thing I want I want to share is you can use anything to an extreme, or you can use anything poorly and what, not what it's intended for. I, I made an example. I was sitting next to Brandon. I was like. I'm sorry, I can take my boot off and beat the living <laughs> hell out of him with it. But that's not what the boot's built for. <coughs> no. Right? Social media is, it can be good. It can connect people. It can connect people that have, would never ever meet otherwise. And there's positive things in that. There's also negative things in that. That person, could. you know, you have to be careful who you're connecting with and why you're connecting with them. And the amount of time you spend on it. Nothing drives me more nuts than sitting in a restaurant. And we don't do this in our house. Um, we don't have cell phones. That if we're eating, we don't have cell phones. With one exception. This is new. This just happened this weekend. Um, we're learning Spanish. And so there's ah. an app called Duolingo. Aha. So we are all learning Spanish together.
0: Reading the menu in Spanish. Yes.
1: So, but... Um, put them down and it drives me more, nothing drives me more nuts than sitting in a restaurant and you look around and it's a crowded restaurant and it's quiet because everybody's on their cell phones. Nobody's yep. sitting there as a, as a mother and a father and two kids talking about stuff. Cause there's 70% of communication that you're not getting social yep. media wise. So yep. that's my public service announcement <laughs> for the day. Put the damn phones <laughs> down people. Spend some time, quality time with your kids. Maybe learn Spanish. I don't know. Something.
0: I like the Spanish idea. I I do. My my middle kid is comes home from preschool and counting in Spanish. And yep. I'm like, and she'll throw random Spanish words, and I'm like, <laughs> Holy smokes, man! I didn't learn Spanish until I was in my. High school years, and then it was all what I learned working with the migrant workers, harvesting Christmas trees. I'm pretty <laughs> come, sure I couldn't come, repeat any of it. <laughs> come in, to civilized find out, have, yeah. Come to find out, don't be yelling that across the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: oh man. No, it, well, we, we well, it, my youngest is uh, really wanted to learn Spanish because her her principal every morning she uh, talks to Timber. You know, she says Buenos dias, senior to Timber adios and timber is like i want to learn what that means and it is snowballed into this we're gonna learn spanish i love I it like, perfect i took I enough it. spanish in high school to be dangerous that was about it
0: me too yeah you and i throw it around a little bit here and there <laughs> yeah. but i couldn't i can't converse in it no. anymore it's no. that's gone but no. that's a whole other time in another hunt we could yes. go to mexico and revisit some things just plant a seed I'm, planting i might a know seed. a guy
1: down there <laughs> juan valdez
0: <laughs> yeah that would be a lot of fun but i so we're we got busy fall you got a busy fall yeah and we've been sitting here talking for the last hour and a half well i appreciate
1: the time appreciate uh you letting me come on and and uh just chewing the fat hopefully hopefully the audience got something out of this and yeah. it was entertaining and and uh, if nothing else, the my whiskey's gone. So yeah, mine is
0: too. But.
1: My Wyoming bourbon is Kufa Kapisha. <laughs> oh, wait,
0: that's a different language. Yeah, that's completely <laughs> completely backwards. Anyway, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. And yeah. I won't be seeing much of you in the in the coming weeks. No. But I think when I get home from Canada, you guys will be gone?
1: Yep, I'll be elk hunting. Yeah, because yeah, you got a note tag. Mhm. Yep. Thank God. Yeah, it's Fourth like one of my life.
0: People always ask, they're like, so what, you know, what what's your what's your fall look like? And it's so <laughs> man, it is so you you said you can't do it all, mm-hmm. but we come darn close. Yeah. It's like September's pretty much elk and maybe maybe some mule deer if I get a wild hare and want to go yep. do that high country. There's some high, high country. There's some high country stuff. Um maybe some chase some sage grouse. There's a duck opener that eh, sometimes <laughs> I hunt it, sometimes I don't because it's not, it's usually not great. No. We've had a couple of times when it's been stellar, but it's not like it is later in the season. And then October hits and it's like, that's chasing antelope and chasing general mule deer. Mm-hmm. And then about November, we start to get serious about,
1: yep. about birds.
0: Yep. I don't know. It, is wet is,
1: and you guys will know when you go out to Canada, as is wet is it, has it been up there, it might push some birds down early. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it'll
0: all depend on what kind of weather we get. You know, yeah. it was here the other night. The cottonwood tree in my backyard is already losing leaves, yep. and they're and they're yellow. It's not just like,
2: oh, some <laughs> green leaves <laughs>
0: fell on the ground because <laughs> like, it was windy the other day. No, no, they're they're fall. And yeah. so nights are co- nights are cool now. It's it's that time. Of I year. went out.
1: I went out to irrigate my pasture grass <laughs> <laughs> uh, yesterday. First th- in the morning, and I got halfway out in the pasture. I was like holy buckets last time i irrigated three weeks ago i i was in a t-shirt at five o'clock in the morning you know, i know yeah i well no i went back and put on a, a full-on coat i uh-huh. put on my sicka work coat because it's cold 52 I, degrees in, rode, standing in that in that moisture underneath yeah. the sprinklers
0: it's cold i rode a bike the other day or been riding a bike one of the, e, one of the e-bikes back and forth from the house because i don't live as far out as you do <clears throat> and uh stepped out of the house and went yeah i need a hoodie yeah and i reached in and grabbed a sitka hoodie off the rack and put it on and away we went but it's here it's getting to be that time yeah well thank you very much for coming on and i gotta end with a question i i honestly don't know the answer to this or what you're gonna say but i always ask my guests and in your case i don't even know how this is gonna go but if you could only hunt one bird one way what's it gonna be oh my
1: gosh one bird one way probably quail yeah yep and behind a behind a good pointing dog that is so much fun so much fun one of the funnest hunts i've ever been on i know a guy yeah Uh where's quail we don't have quail here we don't have any quail
0: here in wyoming but that's a (laughs) there you let's add something else to your plate (laughs) We can go to Arizona in January or February and chase quail around. I'm in. That'd be fun.
1: Yep. That'd be fun. Go to SHOT Show and keep on trucking south. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, in fact, that was um, an, a previous episode where I had Rooster Levins on.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't fly in. That's right. That was a
0: great episode. Yeah. One of my favorites. That's a good one. Yes. He's a character, man. Yes. If you guys haven't checked out that episode, I don't even remember which episode
1: it, it was. It was about a year ago. It was like in June of yeah, last I think it's in the year. teens. I yeah. think it's in
0: the teens as far as numbers go. But just look up Dan Rooster Levins on that podcast. The dude is his heart attack story. Oh, that's right.
1: Unbelievable. Stop, stop. I got to say goodnight. Go by uh, my house. I I got to say say goodbye to my my daughter. daughter. And I'm like, literally. He's in the
0: ambulance. Yeah. Made the ambulance stop at his house. So anyway, I'm not going to divulge too much information, but he is a coiled nut. Mm. And every year, that's what he does. He he cuts off his trout operation at the end of September, and he just hunts birds. That'd be fun. He just hunts birds. And he literally goes all the way south. In fact, we keep, he and I keep kicking around him coming down here and hunting chuckers. Yeah, bringing he's never really gotten after the chuckers. Oh, too much we have good chucker. Hunting we do, here. we do. But so. anyway, appreciate thank you, it, Mike. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks guys for listening and uh, check us out on all of our social media feeds as well: Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel as well. We're always dropping great gear reviews and other content on there. And until next time, hey. We'll see you guys in the field.